0: He's calling, wake up child It's your turn to shine You were born for such a time as this
1: Repentance actually is a change of action, but it's putting feet to that that really matters. The application of God's word is where the power comes from. And isn't it true that when men lead, the family flourishes? But sexual sin, it's a sin against our own body, Paul talks about. And there's something dynamic that happens when you consecrate yourself and when you set yourself apart and when you fight in this area, there's a filling of the Holy Spirit.
0: Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today's message on Regaining Lost Ground is titled, Your Past Doesn't Scare God, and is a powerful call for believers to submit to the will of God through obedience to deny the flesh and live in the power of the Holy Spirit. This important sermon is a powerful encouragement for every believer to meditate on God's Word daily with constant prayer and supplication to the Lord. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman. The message this morning is, your past doesn't scare God.
1: Amen? Your past doesn't scare God. And why I think that is so important, uh, if you're like me, anytime you get discouraged and defeated, you want to give up. You don't want to continue. Uh, you, you don't do much for God. You just kind of exist. You go through the motions. You'll go to church. You might turn on Christian radio. You might look at the Bible, but there's, there's not a lot of power there. And that's actually where the enemy wants us to live. And I think most men are living there. Uh, We've lost that vibrant relationship with God if we've ever had it in the first place. Uh, We don't, we don't want uh, to do things for God. And that's called the quenching and the grieving of the spirit. And there's nothing more damning and dangerous than this area of purity uh, where, when we walk away from God in this area. And that's why I think pornography is so destructive, yet people don't realize it is. Uh, because, well, I'm not really having an affair. You know, it's my personal life, but it quenches and grieves the Spirit. It'll hurt your marriage. Most people, most men, when the marriage starts to decline and they just don't love their spouse anymore, they have no desire for the spouse, it's because they're giving their desires somewhere else. And it, 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 it is adultery. Right. Let the pin drop. It is adultery for those who are married because there's a lusting after someone who's not our wife, and it needs to be repented of, and and you need to get back up and you need to fight again. And that's my encouragement for you: is to get back up and to fight again. The enemy wants to keep you down; he wants to keep you from not witnessing, uh, from not sharing your faith. Uh, do, do, have you ever been there? Maybe I'm talking to those who, maybe not everyone here, but you've ever been to that spot where you're so filled with the Holy Spirit so full of God. When you you go to places, you want to minister. You want to be alert. You want to pray for people. You want to make a difference. In your home, you want to put on worship. You want to pray with your spouse. You want to, everything is on fire for God. And then things start to come in and we start to fall in this area, especially this area of sexual purity or addiction. And that flame is gone. And I don't know about you, but there's no more miserable place to be than just going through the motions. So on one hand, I want to convict, but on the other hand, I want to encourage. Because most people that have done anything significant for God have fallen many times over. The difference is they get back up and they fight again. Like David said, renew within me that strength, God. Renew within me that the joy of my salvation. Create in me a clean heart, God. And it's, it's back to the altar. It's back to repentance. And so I'm not giving, I'm not giving permission to sin and repent. Sin and repent because God knows our heart and he will not bless that because I believe that's hypocritical. That's taking advantage of God's grace. Like Paul said, well, should we sin more? So grace abounds more. No. But God sees the fight in a person. He sees the heart of the person. Isn't it interesting that God said, David was a man after my own heart. That joker killed people and he committed adultery and he killed the husband. And you know the story, but he was a man after God's own heart because see, David would get back on track. David would fight again. So if you've been in that state of of losing the battle and losing the fight and just going through the motions, I believe that can change this morning as long as repentance takes place and the things we talk about take place. Because I also believe that God, when he, when he hears a repentant heart, you have to remember repentance isn't just coming to the altar. It's not just saying, oh God, I'm sorry. Oh God, help me. It's actually then living that out. You have to have the fruit that backs up repentance or it's not repentance because many people are sorry, but not repentant because a person can say, Oh, I'm sorry, wife, please forgive me. That will never happen again. It sounds good. And the guy probably could be genuine about that, but it's when the, the, uh, the emotions put feet or put feet to their emotions, meaning, okay, now I'm going to walk out repentance because it's not just a change of mind. Repentance actually is a change of action. And I'll, I'll just give you many examples. You've, or not many, but just a few examples. You've heard me talk about this before. But, uh, in the past, I spoke mainly at men's conferences. I'm doing another one in Michigan. I'm flying there. Big iron sharpens iron conference. And, uh, that's mainly what God called me to initially. But I would talk to so many guys afterwards and they're like, man, I know. Oh, this is such an issue. And I would tell them about accountability software on their phone. Uh, Or in some cases, you know, and and I don't think there's anything wrong with getting rid of the phone and getting a flip phone. Whatever it takes. And the amount of men that told me, oh man, I can't do that. Oh, I don't know if I want to get that serious. That's hardcore. They'll never finish the battle well. Because see, you can want to do something. But it's putting feet to that that really matters. The application of God's word is where the power comes from. And isn't it true that when men lead, the family flourishes? When men lead, the family flourishes. And I don't, of course, believe in Santa, but I heard a story at this Christmas time, and I don't promote it with our kids, but uh, this, this little boy in a homeless shelter came up to Santa and he said, I want a very, very good dad. Can you do that too? And it's, just, it's just this yearning desire for our kids, whether you're single, maybe marrying someday, or you're married now, or you don't have kids now, or your kids have grown. There's still a yearning, a desire for kids and our wives to want us to lead, especially in this area. But the enemy of our soul wants to give you a certificate of non-operation. Have you, do you know what that is at the DMV? You fill out the form and say, this vehicle is out of operation. Take off the registration, get rid of this rec, on your records and the enemy that wants to do that. And what he does primarily is he'll go after this area because sexual sin, we don't quite understand exactly why, but it's a sin against the own, our own body. It somehow, it seems to be a, at a deeper level and more destructive than say you told a white lie or you, you know, you did and again, all sin is sin, but sexual sin, it's a sin against our own body. Paul talks about, and there's something uh, that, that dynamic that happens and there's something Dynamic that happens when you consecrate yourself and when you set yourself apart and when you fight in this area. There's, there's, there's a filling of the Holy Spirit that, that I haven't felt before in this area of sexual purity and this anointing that comes from God. Oh, thank you. I thought you went and got yourself a coffee. And I'm like, what? you should share that with us. Thank you, Pastor Abram. I, I, normally it's up here and I'm, I'm, I'm uh, yeah. There's no ladies here to remind me to, to put water up here. But here's a verse that I want to just unpack for a minute. Uh, Proverbs 22.3. Proverbs 22.3. A prudent man. What is a prudent man? Wise man. Cautious. Discerning. A prudent man foresees evil. And he fights it. A prudent man foresees evil and he hides himself that's interesting it's like duck and cover here comes delilah i'll see you later hides himself and i think many times as men maybe maybe in not in your case but my case i'm accustomed to fighting i'm accustomed to you know holding my ground i'm 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 hide myself because this is something you actually can't fight. You have to flee. Because fighting it means the temptation is still there in front of you. If you've got 36, 24, 36, and you're sitting there wanting to fight that, how's that going to work? Because God has made us visual. So the only way to really fight well in this area is to flee. And if you're feeding what you're supposed to flee, the battle's going to be very difficult. And that's why we do talk about being selective in entertainment choices, being selective on what you watch, what you view. It, 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 and you you just you you can't you can't fight this. You have to flee from it. I've told you this, I've given examples of this before too as well. But on my computer, do you ever go check spam? You know, just once in a while I get emails, I'm like, how's that going spam? You know, I need to, but usually it's just, you know, hit the whole delete, make sure there's nobody I know, and then hit delete. I'm fleeing, I'm running. I don't want to see, look at me, here's my pictures. I'm in your area, you want to chat? I don't want any of that. But you have to, you can't just sit there and, and fight that. Oh, I wonder who, this might be legitimate. Am I expecting pictures? Do I know this person? And we begin to fight when we're called to flee and hide ourselves. But the simple, this word simple, I, I, I did a study on it, uh, while I was preparing this week. It's like this, this, this good old boy just walking around, hm, <laughs> What's, you know, just, just kind of a stupid, simple, just be, gullible, believing everything, uh, and, and, he's just, but the simple, they pass on and are punished. You know, what this, the, the example probably is of prostitutes would be in the square of a city or be in the area where they're visible. Kind of like Hollywood Boulevard. I'm going to keep driving on the freeway. I'm not getting off. But the simple. Oh, I wonder. Let me, let me just, they, they, they walk into it. They walk into Delilah's camp. They walk into things and they don't, they don't flee it. They actually walk into this area that they should be running from because men are not strong enough To sit there and fight sexual temptation. But what I mean by that is is put it in front of you. Put the nudity or whatever in front of you. And okay, I'm just going to fight this. Mm, Thinking baseball. Mm, Good thoughts here. Mm, You know, you you, you just, just flee. Just leave. Just, that's what Joseph did. That's what the Bible talks about. You just, you just flee the area. For example, when you go into a computer, you know, if you're feeling this urge, you know, and you're, 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 here it comes again, don't go get on a computer. You go in your car and you drive or go do something or pray or you you flee from the thing that is causing the harm. Here's what's in- interesting though. Wisdom and folly, you know what folly is? It's, it's uh, a foolish person. It, it's a person who keeps falling. Wisdom and folly are often found in the same location and they're offering you alternative choices. So wherever you go, there's wisdom, there's folly. Both are there. And we have to present, we have to choose the door of wisdom. Foolish and simple. Here's what it means. Turbulent, noisy and demanding, hasty, gullible, ignorant. And they know nothing referring to moral, not mental knowledge. So it's this person who's not well grounded in the word. If they are, they don't want to obey the word and what he means by noisy and demanding, have you ever, you know, just just kind of this just doing things hastily and and uh the, the the images of a woman, a loud woman who's who's demanding and noisy, but that can also uh apply to men as well. Here's the key on this point small choices lead to big victories or big defeats. Many men that I know, Christian men, are not gonna just go meet someone later today. Not going to probably not go down to the strip club or pull over and get a prostitute. What, where does this begin? The small choices, the small decisions, going online, talking to this. It's the little choices, it's the little steps that eventually lead to the bottom. And that's what, how the enemy works in stealth mode. But what is the target? Well, we all know the target is the mind. Why is that? Because this is where God's will is revealed. This is where we make decisions. Where where this goes, our feet go. So the target is the mind. And Warren Wiersbe said this, and if you want to read a good book, uh, uh, I believe it's called The Strategies of Satan by Warren Wiersbe. It's a very good practical book. He said, if Satan can make you ignorant of God's will, he will rob you of all the glorious blessings that God has planned for your life you will lose the enjoyment of God's peace and his power. Now, this is ironic because most of us in this room are not ignorant of God's will, but it doesn't have to necessarily mean head knowledge. It can mean the application of it. So if we are failing to apply God's will, ignorant of God's will, it will rob us of many of God's blessings. I truly believe that. I believe that the, the, to the degree God blesses us is to the degree often of our obedience. Now, I'm not promoting works based. Okay, I do this, God does this. I go on a fast for a week, I twist God's arm. And I'm doing these things, God's like, okay, well, all these brownie points on Shane, I'm really going to bless him. But God blesses an obedient vessel, a humble and teachable person who can be used by God. The power comes through the humility. So when God blesses, it's a blessing to, to, to be to others. God's power flows through an empty, broken vessel who's holy and set apart for his glory. That's just that's just scripture. And those people crack me up and say, well, that just works. No, that just means you don't want to do what I'm saying. Anytime we don't like something in the Bible, what Leonard Leonard Ravenhill say, we call it legalism. I'm going to talk about this tomorrow at church, but doing this this um this uh fast for the church, we're calling it corporate wide fast. I've been, of course, studying a lot on fasting. And I I'm not gonna mention his name. Many of you would know who it is, it's a prominent teacher here, about an hour here from here. But he is so against fasting. It's funny to read where, they're, where they come up with this stuff. Like, well, Jesus is kind of silent on it. It doesn't, you know. And I'll read some of the things tomorrow. But it's like, what? Jesus did it. He said, when the bridegroom is gone, they'll fast. It was a spiritual discipline passed down. It was it was throughout scriptures. Paul said, I am shipwrecks and many fastings and it, but it, because they don't like it. We'll re, we'll say well it doesn't apply to us now, so so it's the, so it's very interesting to understand at least for me that the target is the mind that's it the target is the mind so what is the weapon that Satan uses this is important to know he uses lies that we entertain not lies that we discard so the fiery darts of the enemy are often lies that's how. Satan got Eve. That's how Satan gets most people, through lies. Uh, In this book, I talk about, uh, I'm I'm helping with some people right now through alcohol, say for example, or opiates. And you'd be amazed at how many people go back to their addiction believing a lie. It's been a while. Now I can just have one. I'm fine now. It's been a year. My back's hurting a little bit. Maybe the doctor can prescribe some oxy, cotton, some Bikadin, some opiates. See that? It's, it's here. It is justification. That's is that how he works in your life? Those that, you begin to compromise. What's well, not that big a deal? I've been good for a while, and we start to believe the lies. Instead of discarding those lies, we begin to embrace the lies. And you don't have to embrace them right away. When you begin to start to entertain them you dwell on them here comes a lie you're like no 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 but then hmm wait a minute it has been a while i deserve this my wife is disengaged emotionally she's not talking to me she's mad at me and we start to entertain oh i see some guys laughing you know we start to entertain those lies and then that lie that is entertained it comes to fruition What about the lies that you're, you're, we're too busy to put God first? We're too busy to read and pray. I don't can't read or pray that much. I'm not a pastor, so I don't have to do that. See, these lies we start to entertain. It's my my personal vice. I heard that recently. Shane, this is my, it doesn't affect anybody. My wife doesn't know it doesn't affect anybody. Lie. You're entertaining that lie because it's affecting you spiritually. Not only that, we give the enemy a foothold. It means, have you ever tried to close a door and your foot's in front of it? So means you, you you can't close it. That's a that's a foothold. The enemy has a, has an opening there. So the target's the mind. The weapon is the lies that we entertain. But again, a prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. Hides himself. How do you hide? You get out of sight. This is not hard. My little kids like to play what? Hide and seek. Do they stand right out in the open? (laughs) They hide. They hide themselves. So I I see this analogy of getting out of the way of sin. Hiding. I'm going to hide myself from Delilah. Is anybody in this room attracted to women you know? We'd all raise our hand. You too, Pastor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just don't get to know them. I go hide myself. Morgan, would you counsel them? Direct them to someone? And you hide yourself. Don't even put myself in that position. And people, you're mean, that's rude. You're arrogant. I don't care, but I'm not fallen. And you hide yourself from the sin. For example, there's computers at our house. I don't even know if I could get on a pornography site if I wanted to. Because the security, the covenant eyes and the settings we have on it, and things pop, you know, it's like won't even sometimes go on YouTube pages. I hide. I don't want that. I don't want to even have that ability. I'm sure you can. There's ways around things. But you you you, you hide from it. What What's your trigger in this area? Maybe um, YouTube or movies. Uh, I mean, if, if I read a movie and it says sexual content, hi. Am I going to hide myself? Because you know you can't just go and see these things and not have it affect you somehow, some way. It creates that lust that is good and God-given in the right place. I mean, a fire is wonderful in my fireplace, but if you put that on the living room floor or in your bedroom, what's going to happen? See, it's out of place. It's out of context. And that's what the enemy usually does. He takes what is good and perverts it. And we begin to take that perverted bait. So, do you hide yourself from? Do you go to places? This is interesting too. I know people that they'll keep falling and they'll keep falling. And I'll say, "Stop going to the place where you keep falling." Well, my friends, take me there to the bar, to the nightclub, to the whatever it is. And you and you you hide yourself. Well, that doesn't sound too manly. Well, it is. It is very manly to hide yourself let's just be honest i don't even want to go to the beach in the summer we took a beach trip at the church i told my wife we're not doing that again the people can go if they want to but i don't need to be sitting next to g-strings i'm not that strong i can look at the ocean for only so long i gotta hide myself i gotta get get away from that but see and people say well that doesn't affect me you're lying you are a liar I've honestly had pious people tell me that. Oh, I can go to Santa Monica and walk around. Doesn't even affect me, Shane. I'm I'm so spiritual. You are a liar. See, you hide yourself. Well, that might look foolish. Yeah, you might look a little foolish. You you will look a little when you if you want to protect your holiness you're going to look a little bit different you're not you some of your friends aren't going to like you and you maybe need to get rid of those friendships how bad do you want a relationship with God how bad do you want to be filled with His Spirit because the people I know mightily used of God mightily filled with His Spirit look a little odd to their secular friends they don't fit the mold you can't put a square peg into a round hole. You come out from among them, and you look different. There's a difference about you. He's calling,
0: wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You were born for such a time as this. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You were born for such a time as this. Such a time. You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. I wanna hear the